the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. We're back. It's already hour three. How in the world did we get here? It's 7.06, which would make it about 1 p.m. on Sunday in certain places down under, if we still have our Jackies down under Patriots tuned in. A lot of fun thinking about listeners from around the world. And we've, you know, we have found that our podcasts do that. And uh, uh, I used to have an app that we put uh, when I was doing a daily morning show that we put our podcasts on and we get people checking in from India and uh, just all over. And that is a really cool feeling to think that you can sit here and be heard uh, by folks who are interested or maybe they're worried or maybe they want to find a way to take us down. I don't know. But uh, anyway, I do love it, and I love having you around. It's getting chilly out there, 28 degrees here in Aurora, 30 degrees over there in hell. It's always warmer in hell, otherwise known as my beloved birth city of Denver, Colorado. But the weather is going to be fine. Did you hear that? 50s tomorrow, maybe 60. Same for Monday and up to mid-60s on Tuesday of this week. So what a tease that's going to be because if you recall or if you're new to Colorado, March, April, the wettest, snowiest seasons or months of the winter season that we really get. And uh, But as they say, we need the moisture. So we've got so much to do here, but the phones keep cranking. Let me do this. Let me get rid of some of the – not get rid of, but share with you some of these – Text messages, uh, top of the list here. Speaking of Pedo Joe, that is our esteemed brain-dying, creepy, sleepy showers with daughter Joe Biden that they're talking about. Speaking of Pedo Joe, did you see these kids from Biden's East Palestine visit? This post was from an article at the Gateway Pundit. My client's the Gateway Pundit, one of the defamation lawsuits going on here in Colorado involving a Dominion official. But um, the ex-post, I always want to say Twitter, the ex-post says the East Palestine kids are sending Biden a warning. One little girl is holding a sign that says president, not a resident, I'm sorry, resident, eyes, you know, 64, resident, not president. The other one is a, a taller, still probably seven or eight year old, pretty little girl. That says, don't sniff me, bro. Don't sniff me. That's why I say creepy. Uh, The showering with daughter. I mean, she was a, you know, she wasn't a little kid. Creepy enough. And if you don't know this story, you think, oh, God, what is he talking about? Joe Biden's daughter wrote about it in her diary, a diary that was left at a hotel. A diary that was sold and published. You can see it online. And I think the people who got it and sold it were prosecuted for doing so. But we're not just making it up. And if you want to get creeped out about the current keeper of the nuclear codes, just go online and Google Creepy Joe and look at all the videos 
the hands that he put on Cory Gardner's daughter when Cory Gardner was sworn in as a first-time senator. The way he gazes at these kids and, and spots them in the distance and then wobbles his stiff, addled body and brain over to them to touch them and sniff them. It is terrifying, absolutely terrifying. We'll get to more text messages, and we're going to get back to the phones in a second. But I did a little digging, and no better place than where democracy dies in darkness. Your favorite, the Washington Compost. To learn more about the SEC determination, the Securities and Exchange Commission determination about Donald Trump's competitor, or at least addition to the social media world, Truth Social. Securities and Exchange Commission approved the merger proposal of former President Donald Trump's media startup with a special purpose acquisition company, a critical step for a long delayed deal that would make Trump the owner would make the owner of Trump's website, True Social, Donald Trump, a publicly. Now, wait a minute, would make a a public. That sentence, that paragraph does not make sense. Washington Compost. But here's the bottom line. At current prices, Donald Trump's stake in True Social is worth nearly four, count them, four billion dollars. So, a and apparently, according to reports, people who are in the courtroom smirking, Judge Engeron finds Donald Trump almost half a billion dollars. So, what does Trump do? Does he cry? No, he calls out the judge for what Trump thinks that he is, the politics of all of this, the corruption of all of this, and then closes a deal that may net him about $4 billion. It's just no quitting this guy. It is absolutely amazing. All right, let's get back to the phones with Dave in Centennial. Dave, welcome to our show. Randy, great show. A couple of things. If it's possible for you being the position you are with the Republican Party, to get out there and explain to the public of all the pictures they keep showing time and time again about Trump's Mar-a-Lago and the classified documents being spread all over the floor. Is it possible to get somebody that can explain it to the public though those documents were in boxes in a secure room that the FBI spread those all over the floor. Isn't that amazing? That nobody knows that. In a secure room, the, the fact the first time that uh, Trump was, you know, discussed these documents in a very official way, they said they need to be in a more secure location. So he moved, moved them there. But the pictures that get shown are what the FBI raiders did after they got their hands on those boxes. Unlike the pictures we've seen of classified documents spread out in Joe Biden's garage, where just the way he was keeping them. That, that report on Joe Biden's mental acuity, uh, and we can't prosecute him because no jury would convict this old addled man unbelievable unbelievable it is the hillary clinton got away from being prosecuted busy go ahead not to interrupt yeah Uh, the other one is if if now that we have johnson in charge of the house that if he could put a push on on disclosing 
and making available all the video from the January 6th uh, uh, problem that it will show by way of the video, we can start pointing out all of the FBI informants that were in that video that were part of the instigation and encouraged everybody to do what they were doing. They didn't do it on their own. The FBI was behind it, but if they can get, they get those, all of those videos uh, out to the public, by the time we get to the election, it's going to show it wasn't the American people that did this. It was all of the 200 FBI undercover agents. There were definitely agitators, Ray Epps at the forefront of them. And remember how we were told to not talk about Ray Epps and how how, you know, he's just this businessman whose life has been turned upside down. If you look at the videos, we have to go to the Capitol. We have to go into the Capitol on a bullhorn. And the the supporters of Donald Trump around him, dozens of them start shouting, start shouting, fed, fed, fed. And then on January 6th, he's over there at the barricades encouraging a guy to kick down the first barricade. It's and and. There's so much chaos going on. We forget about these very important details. We move on to the next scandal. So really good idea, Dave, to stay on that. And I don't know what, you know, Kevin McCarthy promised those. Tucker Carlson promised those. But I guess the bottom line is there's more than enough video out there already to, you know, put a fork in the lie of the J6 committee. And the the whole narrative, the way it was presented initially and has been the way the left has been trying to pump it. Go ahead. Love the show. Thank you, Dave. Appreciate it. Dave's line is open at 303-696-1971. 303-696-1971. Our old buddy, burrito, great American, Eric Manning. No, that was not a racist comment. He's not Mexican. He just makes the best breakfast burritos randy my brother i think the jews are going to vote bigly for president trump and the republican party hell yeah from good old eric i uh i just don't understand jewish votes i i i cannot understand look at what biden is doing to israel I haven't read it yet, so I don't want to get into the details, but I understand there's an executive order that was signed by Biden putting a clock on Israel to prove why they are not committing genocide in Gaza. They want Benjamin Netanyahu out. They could not believe he got elected again. Biden, you know, came out early and said, we'll stand with with Israel, and they don't. Don't stand with Israel with money. Don't stand with Israel with weapons. But more importantly, because there's a whole lot of politics factoring around these dollars and cents, is he doesn't use the bully pulpit to stand with Israel. His acolytes and his appointees go out and say just the most horrific things about a country a tiny little country, less than 40 miles wide at one point, I think. Is it under 100 or is it under 40? A tiny little country under assault. Imagine you're living in your nice suburban cul-de-sac home in Aurora. And every once in a while, the air raid sirens go off because missiles are being lobbed over your head and landing in the 
cul-de-sacs of your neighbors. That's what Israel lives with. No military in history. And it, prove me wrong. Point out another one. We, we don't take this much care to avoid civilian casualties when we're defending, fighting for our very existence, which is something the United States has not been done, at least for, has not had to do, at least from an outside enemy for a long, long, long time. Right now, our enemies are within, and it's the radical left, the communists and Marxists, the Islamists who are in control of this Democrat party. I remember early in my talk radio career, 2014, 2015, the newly elected chair of Communist Party USA in his inauguration speech talked and wrote about how one of their primary goals, one of their primary issues, one of their primary opportunities was to utilize his word, utilize the Democrat Party to further the communist agenda. And I talked about it a lot when that happened because, man, oh, man. Well, number one, nobody else is, but we have to realize it. And part of the communist agenda is takeover of the media, the propaganda, the Orwellian 1984 way that we have Democrats who will just lie to your face. Mayorkas, the border is secure. Biden is fit. They're desperate. They have got to hang on to their power. I mean, listen to some of this stuff from creepy, sleepy Joe Biden. Total blank stare. It's an impact, an impact that decades are making because inaction was, uh, there was inaction the, uh, with, with, with the Department of, uh, uh, with, from, from, uh, uh, Char- excuse me, from Charlotte, one, and, uh, another line going from in, in Florida down to Tampa. The best way to get something done, if you, if it holds near and dear to you that you, uh, like to be able to anyway the idea that um, and 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 Joan Shangang oh god and Joe Biden was never a bright bulb never a bright bulb plagiarizer liar cheater in law school two prior presidential campaigns he had to withdraw from because people were calling him on his bullcrap and yet no matter what you see with your very own eyes no matter what you hear with your very own ears this is what democrats will say to you he is sharp 
intensely probing and detail-oriented and focused. This is a man who is sharp, who is on top of his game, who knows what's going on. This guy's tough. He's smart. He's on his game. His mental acuity is great. This is a very sharp president. This is a man that's on his game. President Biden is absolutely fit. There's, there's not a problem. He's sharp. He's fit. He's always answering questions. He is on the ball. He was sharper than anyone I've spoken to. He is sharp. Uh, he's on top of things. There's no doubt in my mind that the president is mentally fit for office. Biden has proven himself to have a strong memory. He's completely mentally sharp. He's at the top of his game. He's he's at the top of his game, says Janet Yellen. Let's see if that's true. The idea that we're going to walk away from Ukraine, the idea that we're going to let NATO begin to split is totally against the interests of the United States of America, and it is against our word we've given so since Trump sent all the way back to Eisenhower. So it's about time we make sure that Congress come home and pass the legislation funding NATO. It's critical. Okay. All right. Well, I think you've probably gotten a taste. Maybe maybe just a little bit more america is a nation that can be defined in a single word i was gonna put him in, uh, foot, foot. Look. a solid meeting with um with uh the uh los angeles and uh and uh um uh um what am i doing here from the uh The looks, the vacancy in his eyes when he has those moments. And yet, uh, once again, I've interacted with the president countless times. Uh, I've said publicly the most difficult part about a meeting with President Biden is preparing for it because he is probing, exacting and quite detail oriented and focused. All righty, then. This is how little they think of you. This is how little they think of the America that we all know and love. It's only about power. And so they'll just tell you that you can't believe your own lying eyes because this guy is sharp. 14 million new jobs since I became president. 169 new jobs in Wisconsin. (laughs) Just cracks me up every single time. All right, we've got full lines. Before we jump to the phones, let me just answer one. Oh, geez, is it is it 725? John's back there throwing things at the glass saying, break, break, break. All right, so everybody on the phone, sit tight. We'll jump to the phones when we get to the other side. Let me just read this to you real quick. This is the same statute that the Republican Trump haters and others utilize to try and keep Donald Trump off the ballot. Colorado Revised Statute 14-1204, names on ballots. And so going back to this um, uncommitted delegate, Section 3, let me, where'd it go? Wait a minute, where'd you go? Uh, no, I don't have any names, Canada, no. any challenge. Wait a minute, what happened to it? 
All right, well, I guess... Oh, here it is. Here it is. It's in the smaller print. I just can't see. Subsection 3. Except as otherwise prohibited by political party rules, the state chairperson of a political party may request the secretary to provide a place on the primary ballot for electors who have no presidential candidate preference to register a vote to send a non-committed delegate to the political party's national convention. And that has to be done 70 days before the presidential primary election. So Republicans didn't do that. Apparently the Democrat Party did. I've never seen it before. What I still don't understand is what does it mean? How many votes does that person have to get in order to send a non-committed delegate to the national convention? How important is one non-committed delegate? So if anybody... And this is not a new addition to the statute. It just hasn't been used before that I've heard about or paid any attention to. If anybody understands how the Democrats will utilize this to some sort of benefit, 303-696-1971, if and when we have a lane, a line open up. But in the meantime, at 726, we've got to jump to our break. We'll get right back to the phones when we return here. 710 KNUS. We love... Joe Biden's dirty laundry. Well, not exactly, but exposing his flaws and the lies that Democrats will make to protect him are absolutely game one around here. He's not going to be the Democrat nominee much longer. You can put that in your pipe and smoke it. I believe it down to the tippy top toes of my soul is now where did that come from i have no idea anyway it's 732 we got 28 minutes left in the show phones have been on fire all night have not gotten to much of the great audio that we have to play for you today we'll see if we can squeeze some of that out before we run out of time today but let's get back to the phones right now with our old friend johnny in denver johnny thanks for waiting welcome well you know it's, it's almost like before i get to my point it's almost like history repeating itself. Wouldn't, didn't we have a president that had a stroke and his wife was was pretty much taken over over what he, his duties? And then we had a uh, president that was, was on, on crushes, and they only uh, took pictures of him from from the shoulders up. So it seemed like they always had this thing of hiding imperfections in our leaders. Yeah, and you're talking about Wood, the the president who stroked was uh, Woodrow Wilson, and didn't that happen at the at the Broadmoor? Could have been, yeah. Yeah, I'm thinking so. And and, yeah, and his wife Edith really um, took over. And then, you're, are you talking about FDR being? They'd yes. show him on crutches, but he actually was very wheelchair ridden and all of that. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, they have a habit of this. Now, this other thing, I I, I was kind of go back to because I was here when Wellington Webb said, "This is now, you know, we're now a sanctuary city," and that was sometime in the '90s. But I tried to Google it, and it took me around to Mayor Hancock saying, "No, we're not a sanctuary city," and and I and it wouldn't take me to what Wellington Webb said. Hmm. And so it seemed like Google is erasing history and replacing it with with Goround. And I, I may have to use another search engine to find out that information about what year did did um. Because I know he was in office from 91 until 2003. And Wellington Webb was the one that put that into place for us to be the sanctuary city. Well, you know, I 
think, for instance, the Denver Post has reported, and I I don't remember when, but because I haven't read it in such a long time, but uh, they have reported that Denver is not a sanctuary city. That Donald Trump called them one in back in uh, 2017, uh, and they got that moniker because they're air quotes friendly to immigration to migrants. But uh, uh, I think that that term it's not a legal proclamation or anything else. I think it's just cities who. Uh, you know, open their arms to illegals. And uh, like, have you heard what Mike Johnston said about resources in the city? In fact, why don't we listen to this together real quickly, Johnny, and then you can comment on it. And I will, too. So services at the Department of Motor Vehicle and services at the Department of of Recreation. So I wrote wrote him a letter. Go ahead. I wrote him a letter. Yeah. Talking about this because... I go work out at a, about 10 a.m. at the rec center, so they're cutting two hours. They're cutting two hours of their pay for all the rec centers, and these are some good people, and they have families they have to take care of. So I, I wrote him a letter uh, telling him that this propaganda, what he's talking about with the federal government, is it, 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 about the uh, what the what the uh, Republicans didn't want to pass because it was just propaganda. And then I told him about why don't they uh, reduce their uh, their checks as they're reduce, reducing these these smaller people's checks. Maybe we could save some money. And if they would just stop sending out all these ballots to everybody and anybody, that would save quite a bit of money. So I, I just sent that letter off to him. Well, good for you, Johnny. That it's just extraordinary, isn't it? The shared sacrifice. So taxpayers, in other words, I as the elected official, the executive in charge of the city, are going to take your money. And choose to use it not on the services that we as the city have pledged to provide by utilizing your tax dollars, but to help these illegals who we are welcoming into our city and displacing our citizens with. It's it's just incredible. And it's, it goes back to an earlier caller some time ago, Jim in Littleton, I think, who's just worried about having the same outcome in 2024 as we did in 2020. More and more people who have this crap being foisted on their in their backyard, in their neighborhood, on their street corner are going to say no more. Yeah, and uh, I'm I'm just proud that the, the the older people that I I hang out with who go work out out they understand this, but but I I know we have to get it down to the the younger people as as well because these these guys are just clear minded. We understand that they're putting the illegal immigrants, which is the, the, the now the, the new term, over us who are legal. And uh, it's just a, we just have to, I don't know, let it write or, or do something to get it to his attention that we know what he's doing and we don't agree with it. I agree. I agree. And it, it just, it's so hard. I, I asked the question before, how does a Jewish person vote for a Democrat, uh, and especially given the who's in control of the Democrat Party, uh, the anti-Semites, the the Muslims who hate Jews, and uh, and then a president, a, a putative president, who continues to condemn Israel's fight for its own survival. It's it's extraordinary to me, and yet people, it seems like in Denver, Boulder, places like that, will continue to vote against their own self-interest. It's just crazy. But, Johnny, thank you for the call. Have a great rest of your weekend, and God bless you, sir. All right. God bless. 
Um, we're going to squeeze in one more call before the final break of the show. But before we do that, um, I was asked very nicely by a great activist. Patty, you know who you are. There is no Republican apparently running right here in Arapahoe County where the Arapahoe Tea Party is, where 710 KNUS is, where I live. There is no Republican running for district attorney. And I was asked, do you know a good candidate, a good conservative candidate to run for DA? And I had to say, no, I don't. But if you have any ideas, text them, email me at RBCFOR Colorado, RBC for Colorado at gmail.com. Um, because it's unconscionable to think we don't have a good Republican running against the Democrats who are primarily in control here in Arapahoe County now as well. At the Arapahoe Tea Party meeting last Tuesday, we had Dagny Vanderyat, who is running for district attorney against George Brockler, and she was fantastic. People loved her. They didn't want her to stop talking. And uh, I've known the Vanderyats for, gosh, years and years and years. Uh, and they run their own law firm, so they understand how it works to actually uh, utilize resources properly um, to be, you know, make good decisions and things like that. And I have, I don't know anything about George's entry into the race. I don't think there's anybody else but Dagny running against him. But um, I wonder if George will come talk to us at the Arapahoe Tea Party. I, you know, I don't invite folks. Almost never do I invite folks anymore. But if people want to come talk to our very passionate and activated group, they're always welcome. And that would be a Democrat, too. I mean, it would be very interesting to have a Democrat come in and try and sell their nonsense to the Arapo Tea Party. But we would treat them with respect. I did double check. It was at the Broadmoor where Woodrow Wilson had his final and most debilitating stroke. It was basically out of commission. That was kept from the American people, just like FDR's crippling, um, you know, the progression of his polio and his paralysis was kept from the American people. Having a government hiding pertinent facts from people from the American people is not something new. It's just gotten worse than ever. All right, we promised one more call before our break. Elizabeth in Littleton, patiently waiting. Thank you. Welcome. Yes, uh, my question is about the ballot. I wondered, first of all, it's eight months before we really have to vote. Do we have to fill it out? But my second question is, and it's only for presidents, that uh, Ron DeSantis is on there, and I believe, I understand, he stepped out of the race. So is this legitimate? Yes, yeah. The the ballots were printed before these Republicans dropped yeah. out. Yeah, and oh, they have okay. to be printed 60 days before our presidential primary. So those were out, uh, you know, by what, I think our primary is on March 4th, I forget, but... Um, uh, so they, those were out in early January when all the uh, all of the candidates that are on that ballot were still in there. And yes, absolutely, you should okay. vote. Please do. All, all right. So it's legitimate just because he's on. Okay. Because the main thing is that uh, Trump is on. So yes. Okay. Yep. Thank you very much. Well, thank you, and thank thanks you. for thank thanks you. for waiting to ask your Good question. Night. And the lines will not let up, but there is at least, uh, let's see, one, two, three, four, about five minutes worth of audio that I have to play for you in the final segment of the show. So that we'll probably do that when we get back, and then we'll wrap up with 
all of your phone calls as we continue here on 710 KNUS. What I like about you is you have kept the phones on fire all night long. Final segment, Wake Up with Randy Corcoran, Saturday night, 12 minutes to go until 8 o'clock. And that was the romantics. We've been in the 80s a whole bunch. I think that actually came out right at the end of 1979, but it's, uh, it's still an 80s classic. So thanks to John Corbelis tonight, producer extraordinaire behind the glass, managing all the phone calls. The haters, the lovers, the informers, all of it. And then putting together a nice slate of bumper music. Really enjoyed it. A lot of text messages I didn't get to. Randy, do you find it odd that Colorado was a total red state until we went to mail-in ballots? All mail-in ballots. No. Colorado is where the blueprint was designed. All of these methods and mechanisms take away the significance of your vote and create opportunities for shenanigans. And so, no, doesn't surprise me at all. We were the blueprint. They took it to Virginia after us. They're trying to work it in Texas. They haven't been able to flip that state, which is why they're trying to flood the state with illegal aliens. You know they want them to all vote. You know they believe they will all vote Democrat. That's been a scheme I've been talking about since 2014. And people used to say, no, no, we just want to take care of these other people. We just want to help people who live in lesser circumstances, poorer, less secure places, people that are just looking for a leg up. And finally, people see for themselves. This has not been an increase or a surge in immigration. This has been an invasion, intentional. The laws are in place creepy, sleepy, brain-dead Joe Biden and the puppeteers who are in control of his actions and his decisions have wanted that border wide open. And mark my words, as we get closer to the November election and when they replace Joe Biden, as they will, that border is going to get tighter. They're going to say, oh, we've cut it down so much now. We'd, we could do it all the way if the Republicans would just vote to give us more money for the border. Just wait. Just wait. Last text message, then we'll get to the phones, and I still want to get you about four or five minutes of audio that I really wanted you to hear tonight. Um, But here's a great question. Non-committed delegate. We went through the statute, how Democrats have authorized, instead of a primary vote for president, there's a box for non-committed delegate. Is that how they will sneak in Newsom or Michelle Obama in the Democrat convention? Be interesting to look and see if that non-committed delegate um, mark is available in other Democrat 
controlled states because they want more non-committed delegates so they can firebomb in Michelle Obama, my prediction, at their Democrat convention. Our primary ballot, our primary election is coming up March 5th. It's not very far. So do get those ballots in. Vote for, if you're a Trump voter, get your ballot in. It's not going to matter. He's going to be the nominee. But sending a message, irritating Democrats, it's worth it. Fill in that bubble and drop off your ballot. All right, before we get to audio, let's get to one final caller of this particular Saturday night, Doug and Frederick, patiently waiting. Thank you, Doug. Welcome. Hi, Randy. I was just wondering, why why do we want to vote? In the primary, does it, does it really matter for Trump? Uh, no. In the long term, absolutely not. But I can tell you this. Um, I was with Justin Everett. He's the state director for Trump for Colorado. They are dead serious about Colorado. And once they get, once he becomes the nominee, once he knocks Nikki Haley out, which may not happen till Super Tuesday, but she's going to be pretty embarrassed after she gets clobbered in her own home state. Uh, he's not taking anything for granted. And um, Justin Everett, former state legislator, Dr. No, was what he became famous for, um, reading all the bills, just a super legislator in charge of the Trump team here in Colorado. And he asked everybody at a meeting we had, a, a Republican meeting we had, who wants to support Donald Trump, to go to DonaldJTrump.com, DonaldJTrump.com, click on the volunteer button, Put in your name and your zip code, and if you're in Colorado, that information will be forwarded directly to Justin. And when he starts building up his team, which is going to happen once Trump Trump secures this nomination, um, they're going to put us to work. They want a great showing in Colorado. So, yeah, I think it's important. And it's easy, man. You know, even if you want to mail it back, whatever, why waste it? Why not just fill in that little bubble and uh, drop that baby off? All right. Well, thanks a lot for everything. Thank you, Doug. You've been too. You betcha. All righty. All right. God bless. All right. Some of this audio is just, geez, maybe we should save this for next week. There is a representative in New Hampshire, uh, Glenn Codelli, and he went to the state house floor. It is a Republican-controlled uh, House of Representatives in New Hampshire, and wanted to start reading from children's books. Children's books in middle school, in high schools. And he started reading just straight out of these books that are being provided to our children quite often without their parents' understanding or realization of any of it. And it just got louder and louder. And Democrats actually tried to vote to stop him from reading from children's books on the floor of the state legislature because they were so graphic. But I think the topic warrants more conversation. We're at, we're just the final three or four minutes of the show. So you know what we're going to do? We're going to save you a bunch of work next week. We're going to use a lot of this audio that we put that you put together. What? Time? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and no, I'm looking right at it. I've got one on my phone, and I've got twelve. Um, you're gonna, you're gonna have to be here next week. You're gonna have to. Man, no more coffee for me. 
you're going to have to be here next week when we'll we'll maybe do in the first hour what I should have gotten to earlier in the show. But John is absolutely right. Wait till you hear Marjorie Taylor Greene. Britain's Foreign Secretary David Cameron says that you should vote through funding for Ukraine. What do you say to that? I think he tried to compare us to Hitler also. And if that's the kind of language he wants to use, I really have nothing to say to him. Well, he likened you to an appeaser to Hitler in not voting through funding for Ukraine. Are you an appeaser for Putin? I I think that um, I really don't care what David Cameron has to say. I think that's rude name-calling, and I don't appreciate that type of language. And David Cameron needs to worry about his own country, and frankly, he can kiss my ass. But do you think Putin's the good guy in all this? (laughs) And she just walked away. Frankly, he can kiss my ass. David Cameron, the uh, the the uh, one of the ministers, saying that uh, these Republicans are, you know, like Hitler and all of that. I, I just God, and you know that's a gotcha interview. That's a gotcha reporter. Marjorie Taylor Greene handled her very well. And as we go out, I just want you to hear how Democrats will lie. This is the New York prosecutor, Letitia James, on a recent broadcast. The president of the United States has complained that I'm engaging in some sort of political witch hunt, that I've got some personal vendetta against him, that I campaigned against him. That is not true. This illegitimate president who sits in the White House. That president, because he's not my president, he's an illegitimate president. Just lie to your face. All right. Well, great work, John. Man, they were keeping you hopping tonight. These three hours went so very fast, and it's just so good to have you around. I hope you have a wonderful weekend, some sunshine, some warmth to look forward to. We all need it. Much love to my beautiful soulmate up in heaven, Tana. We miss you. We love you so very much. Thanks to Kara. So many great people who checked in with us tonight. God, it makes me feel good. Always remember, never forget this important piece of very good advice. I'd like to take this chance to apologize to absolutely nobody. Never. 
three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.